Dear Diary, Ever since I was a little kid, I've always felt like I wasn't good enough for anyone in my life. At home, I am constantly reminded that I'm not the daughter my father wishes I was. I am constantly compared to other people in my life. Instead of pointing out what's good about me, my flaws are the only thing noticed. I have good grades, I don't smoke, I don't drink, and I don't do anything that could get me into trouble. But I'm still not good enough. Most people in my life see me as having a bad reputation with guys because I am always talking to someone new. They could be from Cali or Michigan or even France, and I still talk to them. The only reason is because I have fallen so far that I don't know my self-worth. And somehow, talking to all these guys boosts my confidence and reminds me that there will always be people who see me differently. I want someone who will look at me like I am the only person in the world. I want someone to treat me like I'm good enough to be here. I want to know that I'm not a waste of space on this earth. But I know that it will never happen because I'm just a huge disappointment to anyone who meets me. Sincerely, A. We all want to feel welcomed, wanted, not like a disappointment. My name's Robbie. With me in the studio is Mitch. Hey, solemn start. Robbie's Modern Life, FBI Radio, live, digital podcast. Hello. Hope you're having a good one. Bit of a somber start, but it's sort of how we're feeling at the moment, Mitch, huh? Mm, I feel, I don't know, that just encapsulates my headspace at the moment, I think. Uh, I feel like I can really relate to that. Um, you know, entering my 40s, um, another decade on this earth, and I don't know, it's just hitting home quite hard. Especially even disappointment around, uh, you know, parents, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if you know, Rob, um, I wasn't going to bring it up or, you know, I wasn't going to try not to bring it up, but uh, I have actually moved back in with my um, parents. Really? Yeah. What's um, funny that I did as well. You did. 24 and I'm back with the parents. I've been out for a couple of years, which was a great learning experience. I felt really alive and independent but you know things happen and and you just have to sort of go with the times you know inflation mm. and the rba obviously is hitting us all um i lost my kitchen hand job oh, at, no. um i know i guess we're sharing a lot here but salad kings and um oh, i just God. had to make the move what about you so oh, 40 that must be hard it was hard and you know uh yeah uh it's a similar situation i actually you know, I loved my manager um, at the youth emporium that I've been working at, um, but they've cut my hours back so severely that I um, I just can't afford rent in this ridiculous city anymore. Um, so I've had to move back out to the sticks with um, with mum. Uh, you know, it's a long commute into the youth emporium in Sydney. Uh, but where where is the youth emporium at the moment? The youth emporium. Where is, is your work? Okay, so it's um it's do you know just over the bridge on Military Road there? Anzac Bridge. No, no, uh, yeah, so, uh, over the north of the city, sorry. Oh, right. Sydney, oh, okay. Yeah, the Youth Emporium there, it's just next to... Um, Any mums out in, like, Parramatta or something? Was that right? Or? Yeah, out in, out in Parramatta. Um, yeah, and it's out in the in Cremorne, so it's a, quite a commute. And, you know, I'm only getting about a two-hour shift a week at this point. Really? Um, yeah. It's. I don't know if they're just trying to sort of force me to, you know, to leave on my own terms rather than mm. uh, letting me go. But it is hard being 40 and... Um, They've treated you pretty poorly for some time now, if I remember correctly. Um, mm. Are you looking for other staff? I mean, 
Uh, not at current. Um, I'm just sort of struggling with the home life. Um, you know, sort of who who gets priority of the TV with mum at the moment is my biggest concern, I suppose. Mm. Um, you know, she's watching King of Queens and um, Big Bang Theory and that kind of thing. Uh, reruns and, yeah, it's doing my head in. How is living at home for you, though, man? Similar stuff. I hate being pressured into chores and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely on the hunt for a new gig. Um, oh, okay. Maybe, yeah, Sumo Salad will take me in or something like that. I've got, like, relevant skills, but... Um, True. Yeah, it's def- definitely feeling like a bit of a disappointment at the moment, hey? Irish dancing. It's all the rage at the moment, and it's causing more than a bit of a stir among parents. I just wish they'd do something else with their time, you know? It's a, it's a great concern to me, and frankly, I'm scared. Look, it's concerning. When I was a kid, you'd just grab a lover in your arms and sway your hips a little. But now, I don't know what they're doing. God help us. Will we see a change anytime soon? More to come later in the program. Yeah, and move over men. Women are now investing in real estate as a form of self-care, and quite frankly, we're here for it. It's colloquially known as RESC. RESC, or real estate self-care, and it involves scouring the marketplace for worthwhile investments and purchasing the best ones. We'll be joined shortly by the RESC Facebook group admin, Jane Fitzmiggins, to, to, to learn more about this burgeoning female phenomenon, so stick around for that. That's going to be so cool, Mitch. Excited for that one. And for some people, hanging out with a bunch of people at a party is a night well spent. For others, mm. just the idea of it makes them want to run and hide away. Why are some people timid in social situations while others really thrive? There are a few possible explanations, including negative self-image, which I think you and I are suffering Mm, from at this time, bullying, personality traits, and a lack of sexual experience. We're welcoming self-care expert Maggie Newsom to the show today to share some some of her tips on overcoming shyness. Mm, Can't wait for that. (laughs) Can't wait to have Maggie on the show. But vegans, you're going to want to tune out in three... Two, one. Aussie farmers are begging us to eat more meat and say this time it's serious. If individuals don't up their meat eating habits by two kilograms a week, farmers say they're going to have to shut up shop and leave the industry for good. Great Aussie beef spokesman Curtis Fright is going to take us through some easy ways that we can all increase our beef consumption later on in the show. A lot of guests today. And there is no planet B. We sort of all know this innately, but activists have been uh, really screaming for the most recent years. Secret intelligence, though, files leaked by Anonymous this week show that NASA are set to announce planet B before the week is up. So, a bit of a shift in understanding there. What do you think Planet B will look like? (laughs) Feathery, clucky, curious, delicious, and psychic? We asked a bag of chicken what it thinks about the rising political tensions in Papua New Guinea. The results will shock you, and that's coming up shortly. Yeah, exactly. Violence in schools, too. Have you ever been the recipient? Mm. Alarmingly, four out of five public school teachers have answered yes in a recent survey by the Denmark Canberra Institute. And we think it's actually pretty after. (laughs) 
And who's the biggest hypocrite of 2015? Text in your answer to 0409 945 945. You're on RML. You can stay home alone You can stay home alone Don't even answer the phone I will come when it's right And then we'll stay all night For I see something bad David Bowie, Hole in the Ground, the unplugged and somewhat slightly electric mix there. Robbie's Modern Life right now, FBI Radio. My name's Robbie Armfield. With me in the studio is Mitchell JC. Both of us are both big advocates of some less understood, for lack of a better term, ways of living. And we do actually love to let you in on how you can get involved with them in a safe manner, don't we, Mitch? Mm, that's right. And so, in, in regards to this, we've touched on both semen retention and pre-cum retention in previous episodes uh, on this very show, including the uh, purported benefits of these lifestyle choices and potential shortcomings too. Mostly, though, it appears they can elevate feelings of happiness and uh, contentment, as well as heightening creativity, uh, which I saw myself, and even improving social aptitude. What is pre-cum retention? Is it the same thing as semen retention? Similar, but slightly different. Pre-cum or pre-ejaculate is the fluid that escapes the sexual cavity immediately before the reproductive load and has different properties to the latter. Pre-cum retention, that's what we've been talking about. It's a movement that has multiple purported benefits. Uh, As we were saying, myself and Michael here have been engaging in this practice for a few months now. Is it still possible to orgasm while practicing PCR? Okay, I'll take this one. Um, in short, no. Uh, orgasm is strictly forbidden when practicing the pre-cum retention lifestyle, but uh, thanks for the question, Hugh. Isn't this dangerous? Won't I get blue balls? I prefer to remain anonymous if possible, thanks. Thanks for the question, Brian. In short, yes, but there are coping strategies to make it such that you're not surviving, but in fact are living fruitfully with this lifestyle choice. Mm. And less painfully as well. As you can hear there, there are many benefits, but there is also a genuine risk of what's referred to as blue balls. Yeah, it's not an easy topic to discuss for a lot of men and women out there, young and old, but it's becoming what many health experts are referring to as the latest pandemic. It's epididymal hypertension, or more commonly, blue balls. For those in the know, the pain and frustration need not be elaborated on. However, for those that don't know, it is a medical condition in which patients struggle during a lengthy dry spell of having not ejaculated. Essentially, this lack of release fills the reproductive sac with an overwhelming wad of ejaculate, leading to feelings of unease and castration. Jacinda Ardern has said in a recent press release, The cause of blue balls are numerous, but there is a basic commonality that the patient is unable to ejaculate. This can be as simple as not having any material that arouses them, a partner that, or a partner that excites them, nor, or a dormant libido, or something as sinister as endlessly touching and pulling, but nothing really happening down there. 
It's blue balls. And it's been described as a pandemic by medical experts with Roselle Medical Centre General Practitioner Dr Priya Shankla saying that she has seen as many as 20 patients per week via phone consultation detailing symptoms of the disorder and said that the affliction is certainly on the rise. Royal Prince Alfred ER Dr John Williams concurred with the sentiment made by Dr Priya stating that he also has been overwhelmed by a sudden influx of patients suffering acute attacks of epididymal hypertension that he has personally had to nurse back to health. Mm, But it's not just the uh, medical community that's coming together to try and help patients. Um, There are some brave souls in the community who are trying to make a difference and trying to help steer the number of sufferers um, away from the ER and uh, doctors in general and this inundated hospital system already and towards alternative forms of care. That's exactly right, Mitch. Uh, local artist Stacey Dollamummy Smith, she them, has dedicated an art gallery to sufferers of epididymal hypertension that both validates the experience of EH sufferers and allows us all to reflect on its impact on the individual and their loved ones. This is very real. Hmm. It is. It's a, it's a really beautiful ode to the sufferers, giving voice to their felt reality. Uh, it contains poems inspired by uh, EH, the epididymal uh, hypertension, and audio representations of the artist's experience with it too. Uh, so here's one of the poems from the website that we can share, and um, we, we want you to hear it so that you can decide for yourself, is this something you want? Um, this is by Dollar Mummy herself, uh, themselves. I read the advert, Are You Suffering From ED?, I looked down at my rock-hard member that declared an emphatic no. I flicked the page across and read another advert. Can't keep it up? Again, the state of my genitalia protested. I came across a parked bus and the advert read, struggling, struggling to find a partner. I searched through my countless Tinder matches who all screamed no in unison. No, no, no. I can't come. I can't release. It's not as simple, you see. I can't, I can't, I can't. Powerful stuff yeah. uh, for EH sufferers, I believe. Really detailing the experience of the individual and giving some insight for their loved ones as to what mm. they're experiencing. Mm. It's pretty... That, that's one wing, actually, of this uh, gallery show that's being put on by Dollar yes, Mummy. That's correct. But the gallery also provides a space for the sufferers themselves to find relief from their affliction, blue balls or hypodermal hypertension. A liminal, queer-friendly space for sufferers to finally find peace through the use of artistic movies collated by Dollar Mummy herself. So this is a really interesting thing. Um, we should mention as well, we've got all the details coming up soon as to where and, and how this is happening, how you can get there and things like this. But let's just mm-hmm. look now at some of the movies that are being played in this liminal space for EH sufferers themselves yep. and right. how they can maybe experience and I just this love, release. I love how it's, you know, the artistic community coming in to help and, um, you know, use their profession, you know, to help these, uh, these sufferers, not just the medical community needing to um, take the brunt of it all. Because science can only take us so far, right? Right. There's so much we don't understand yet about how the body works. And consciousness. Um, and art and practices that sort of can engage that feeling mm-hmm. and those emotions. See, I think art likes to um, try and uh, fill in the gaps where science can't and um, you know, try and explain almost the indescribable. And I think that's kind of what Dollar Mummy's doing here um, with this, this gallery, this space. Uh, so, you know, some of these artistic movies that have been collated by Dollar Mummy herself are meant to be helping um, helping the sufferers. So uh, the first one on the list I can see is uh, Illegal Intention, which is featuring uh, Inspector Clit. 
There's will she, won't she come? Ask Pirates of the Caribbean, of the Caribbean. Stuart Little sucks her off. Deep and dandy between two men. Me, myself, Zizi and them. The three musketeers. Patrice got fingered again. My beautiful, dark, twisted, beautiful boyfriend. Twelve frustrated men. And a Kubrick-inspired two-play. 2001, an anal odyssey. And the gaping. So those are all going to be playing uh, pretty much back-to-back, around the clock, uh, in this in this liminal, queer-friendly space um, for sufferers of VH. Uh, so, yeah, you've got to get along. It sounds incredible. I'm so proud of Doll Mummy for putting this together. And um, for those that do suffer from this affliction, they're going to be cheering as well. I'm sure we're getting texts in, in that vein. Um, oh, keep those coming. 0409-945-945. Finally, some representation for EH sufferers. And yes. where's this happening, Mitch? Uh, so it's starting this Saturday, 13th of August, at Sydney Lyrical Theatre, and we'll be running for two weeks, so get in quick. You've got to cool. get there. Absolutely. RML. Three Nation, Double Speed Mayhem from 93. RML right now, FBI Radio. We're talking about blue balls or epididymal hypertension. My name's Robbie. With me is Mitch discussing that. You, you've been getting in touch on the text line as well, 0409945945. Yeah. Um, so in response to that segment, someone said, uh, thanks, been wondering if blue balls is even real after being gaslit by everyone around me. Nice to feel validated today. That was actually from Tom. So thanks, Tom, for getting in touch. Uh, Blue balls ruined my life and my family's as well. Just by being around me while I suffered, I can't can't want to take some of my... I kind of want to take some of my closest friends and relatives to it just so they can get a better idea of what I went through. So that's Jake in Town Hall. Uh, Damn, I need to come. That's no... no, That's none. Saw Stuart Little sucks her off. Was really hot and I was in instant relief. Funny how sometimes it can be really hard to find the right thing to address the issue. I think Dollar Mother's list looks real good. I've seen a lot of these. Harvey, apartments in Marrickville. And Tony saying, my GF didn't believe me about this. Nice to know it's getting some recognition and some real solutions. So just for those that didn't hear earlier, Dollar Mummy is uh, putting on an event at the Sydney Lyrical Theatre starting this Saturday, going for two weeks. Um, And it's got a really nice approach where it's got sort of a wing for the liminal relief and a a wing for sort of an ode to suffering, the sufferers of of EH. Mm. Now on to our beautiful city. When you think of our beautiful Harbour City... You know, a lot comes to mind for me. We've got the windy sails of the Opera House. We've got the big coat hanger that is the Harbour Bridge, right? Crown Casino, Bondi Beach, uh, Gelato Messina. You know, the list goes on. And thanks to Cities Unlocked, today we're going to spill the beans on the lesser-known gems of Sydney City. Yeah, so Cities Unlocked is the number one online directory for exploring eats and events all around the globe. With us on the line is City's Unlocked spokeswoman and frequent contributor to this humble program, Sophie Gordon. G'day. G'day. <laughs> oh, man. Sounding so good. good to hear you again. 
So, uh, all right, so we're talking today about Sydney's best-kept secrets. You certainly are a Sydney aficionado. What can you share with us? All right, first up, Sydney's best-kept secrets. What the M1 motorway, A1 Pacific Highway, Prince's Highway, trifecta. Yep, got a three-in-one today to kick us off. Cool. The M1 motorway leads you to a wealth of options. It can really take you anywhere. Hop in the car and get on the M1 at Moore Park. Turn right and take the Harbour Tunnel. Continue and get popped out in Brisbane. Or turn left, travel south and cruise down the coast all the way to the little-known Sapphire Coast region. It's all in the name of the Sapphire Coast, Robbie. Dazzling deep blue water meets white sands and dense forest. All a short drive from the Sydney CBD. Sounds dazzling, Sophie. And how much will this little sojourn cost us? <laughs> Look, Robbie, at the moment, tolls are sitting at about $11, including inflation on this one. Oh, um, so is there anything for, say, what if you're like a bit of a history freakinado? Because uh, I pine for the days before, you know, all that electric cigarette crap and bullet trains. Are there any hidden gems in Sydney for, for people like me? Absolutely, Mitch. Look, you're in luck. This second hidden gem has so many little nuggets of historical trivia. Uh, You're going to be the life of any party you go to after experiencing this. Uh If you want to imagine a time before light rail and robot cars like Mitch does, experience the historical Great Western Highway. Uh Now, Mitch, listen in. Not many people actually know this. But the Great Western Highway actually includes an old road from historical times called the Great Western Road, which runs from Parramatta all the way to Bathurst. Wow, that's amazing for freaks like me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So just jump in a go-get at Railway Square, cruise west down the A22, continue on to A44 at Haberfield and take in all the sites of Parramatta Road. Then bear left at A32 at Lapson to check out all that historical Bathurst has to offer. Hmm. Hey, Mitch, another little known fact. Bathurst Hmm. was actually the first place that gold was discovered in Australia. (sighs) So maybe when you get there, you can have a little dig too. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody hell, if there's any left. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, guys, that sounds great, Soph. But let's get back to Sydney. Bathurst sounds good, but let's get back to Sydney. It really has so much to offer. Right here on RML, we're talking about Sydney's hidden gems with Sophie Gordon. Are there any other areas that we should keep an eye out for in our humble city? Yeah, look, Robbie, we've all heard of Bondi, we've all heard of Manly, but as you said, this segment isn't Sydney's most overcrowded spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sydney's best kept secret. Oh, yeah. So let me take you along to a little known watering hole a little bit north of the Sydney CBD. And before you guys say, no, the north of the bridge is fucked, you know, it's all traffic. Oh, I've I was going to say. <laughs> You can leave the go-get keys at home for this one, all right? Okay. All right. I'm here for it. Let's hear it. What is it, Soph? Okay. So get yourself to Central Station and jump on the 320 Green Square to Gore Hill bus route up to Wynyard Station, Clarence Street. Then get on a B1 City Wynyard to Mona Vale B-Line service. Okay. I'm just writing this down. One sec. Bus bus is definitely the preferred option for this trip. You actually want to go the long way for this and take in all of the sights out your bus window. You know, you're going over the Spit Bridge and through the back streets of iconic Brookvale. You won't want to miss 
any of it on this 50-minute leg of the trip. Cool. Sounds beautiful. All right, what are we doing there? Yeah. Then after that, you want to jump on the 199 Manly to Palm Beach via Monovale and DY bus service from Warriorwood Beeline, Pitwater Road Stop. That one's going to take you about 38 minutes, but it also takes some great back streets around Newport uh, for a bit of sightseeing. See if you can spot the new Hampton-style Maryvale venue, the Newport, out the window. This trip takes you pretty much door-to-door, guys. It pops you right out on the foreshore at Palm Beach. Okay. So don't forget your snorkel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I won't, Sophie. Thank you for that. Uh, I always travel with mine handy. (laughs) Um, And if you weren't jotting all of this down... You don't need to worry. All of this is up at citiesunlocked.com.au forward slash Sydney, right there on the homepage. Cities Unlocked, the number one online directory for exploring eats and events all around the globe. Exactly right, Mitch. Hey, fantastic stuff. Thanks so much, Sophie. Cities Unlocked spokeswoman. We'll definitely be uncovering all those hidden gems very, very shortly. What about you? Do you have any secret spots in Sydney that you'd be nice enough to share with us? Any Sydney hidden gems that you'd like to share with us, please let us know on the text line 0409 945 945 RML. Karina, Karina, get where you've been so long. Karina, Karina, get where you've been so long. I've been worried about you, baby Baby, please come home The sun is back in Sydney and so is live music. FBI Selector Studies alumni Negative Attention is kicking off a month-long residency at Happy Henry's, Sydney's debut legal synthetic weed dispensary. Celebrate the opening of Sydney's newest home of chill-out, experimentation, and audio with down tempo and club beats from Negative Attention. Negative Attention will be joined by Scary Nature this week. Week two, we'll see Negative Attention alongside Sky Planet and Major Head Noise going back to back. On the third iteration, Negative Attention headlines with Rose and Thorn on supports for a night of down tempo and dub with a very special lineup TBA for the last week of the residency. Get out and space out at Negative Attention's August residency at Happy Henry's, Sydney's debut legal synthetic weed dispensary, every Tuesday night in August, 4 to 6pm. Happy Henry's, sponsors of Robbie's Modern Life. Best hidden gems, warehouse parties in the inner west, so says Aurora on the text line 0409 945 945. You're on RML right now. My name's Robbie. With me is Mitch. We're talking about Sydney's hidden gems, aren't we? Bella in Dully got involved as well, saying Vinnie's Campsy, best thrift store in Sydney, and no one knows about it. Uh, My favourite is actually um, here uh, from Dan. Figure eight pools in the Royal National Park. Best kept secret in Sydney. Beautiful swimming hole. Thanks for that, Dan. Beautiful. Might Hope you're there after this. Yeah, exactly. Same here, Mitch. Same here. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. It's uh, it's a real pleasure to uh, have your company. Yeah, that's right. And something's in the water. Something's in the water. Something's in the water. That's right. They're called fish, 
and they're packed with nutrients and deliciousness. We here at RML have always loved a cheeky fish and chips, some well-fried squid rings, and even preparing a seafood degustation from scratch at home. Now, as you might imagine, a process like this usually involves heading to your local supplier, a.k.a. the fish market, Mm. picking out the freshest seafood available and having a yarn with your local. Yeah. Now, you might actually remember we assisted FBI with their new tuck shop initiative, Fresh and Burgers, in Circular Quay just recently. Yeah, it's called the FBI Fresh and Burgers Hot Food Tuck Shop. Essentially, we're going to be having delicious pop-up burger tuck shops across Sydney all throughout June. Um, We actually had a soft launch of the initiative over the weekend. There were a few issues to iron out, but it it was nothing we can't handle. That's right, so that's right. Yeah, it should be said we've pretty much just been handed the reins to this one with little to no guidance from the FBI back office team. None of us have had any experience running a burger shop before and we're all busy working other other jobs. Mm. So what happened over the weekend is entirely not our fault. Bad to worse. It escalated pretty quick. With a small grease fire... Sadie was on live at the time, Instagram live. Yeah. Which is not good. So it had its problems, as you heard. Uh, Small grease fires just there. Uh, Also aggressive customers and bouts of food poisoning from our wares. That's right. You you actually had... Oh my goodness. You're the <laughs> most horrible part of that. Oh man. God, but I kept going back for more. I don't yeah. know. I couldn't help myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we rose to the occasion and I think our friends at Adani Multinational really noticed our problem-solving abilities. Uh, they came up to us, uh, they approached us at the stall and offered us the opportunity of manning their new fish market. Yeah. Um, we were actually approached um, by financiers for Adani um, Multinational and they mentioned their intention of getting a foot in the door in the Sydney fish markets, which we thought was, you know, a pretty great idea. Yeah. They wanted us to man their new store. They noticed our problem-solving abilities. And so we were just so stoked about that. And, you know, we pretty much jumped at the chance to <laughs> we made. It was, it was also like a real fat pay packet, too. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I for one, <laughs> didn't ask too many questions. I mean, obviously, there's a bit of alleged history with the brand, but... Money's money, right? If we didn't get it from them, we'd just get it from someone else. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Um, but so anyway, like all that aside, how, I mean, we're now running this fish market on a semi regular basis. Um, Mm. How are you finding the experience? Uh, It's been, I think it's been fun overall. And honestly, uh, you know, everything you've heard about Adani aside, you know, I don't know what you've heard, but (laughs) if the rumors are true, it sounds bad. But honestly, meeting the guy, you wouldn't think it. You wouldn't. I don't know, it doesn't even come into your mind. He's pleasant, friendly guy to talk to. Um, yeah, lovely. But in terms of the fish market itself, um, yeah, it's so interesting meeting the fishmonger community down there at the fish markets, uh, you know, getting along with them. Um, it is all a learning curve, you know. It's a bit of a learning curve. I don't know how you're finding it in terms of that. but um, No, I, I agree with tricky. everything you said. Like, it's, I'm, I've, I've never fished in my life, actually, so it's not something that I know too much about. But um, I know the prices when I go to buy them. I know scallops. I know the oysters. Um, but yeah, some of these more sort of uh, international style fish that are on offer here, because I think it's all pretty internationally sourced, right? There's nothing local at this one that we're doing. But yeah, um, no, Danny's helping us with that. But it's good. Like we're getting sort of an insight, as you say, from the fishmonger community. They're so helpful and like mm-hmm. really, you know. I mean, the, I guess the only complaint off the top yeah. of my head would be the early starts. You know, it's pretty early. Oh god, yeah. Um, and it's not like. It's not like you just, you know, you're there 
early and then you can you've got time to wake up and have a coffee and that kind of thing it's like fish are just getting dropped on our you know on our desk <laughs> at 3 a.m in the morning it's just yeah like piles of fish truckloads of them it's a lot of it really is a lot of fish i think that's something that i've i've noticed as well and been like quite surprised mm. by like this is a lot of fish mm. um anyway so our stall is called the adani multinational fish stall and we've actually got a plethora of amazing internationally sourced raw fish on offer to the public i'm talking oh, yeah. brim trout scallops, oysters, jewfish, leather jacket, Alaskan salmon, cod, herring, mahi-mahi, perch, little sardines, raw tuna. We've got stripped bass as well. And a couple of these are your favorites, Mitch. Uh, yeah, some of the um, a bit more upmarket, uh, the wild Alaskan pollock and um, Arctic char, to name just just a couple, but uh, there's a lot of them, though. Yeah, there is a lot. Um, and we also see some fish to order, so if you're wondering sort of yeah. what, what we offer the public, um, we make we can make little pies and we can also do some searing. But you're going to have to get in early because, you know, mm. as again, it, as Mitch said, it's all a learning curve. Yeah, but we but can sear some tuna for you, some bream, uh, some little sardines as well. And it's competitively yeah. priced. But I think the main thing that we want to sort of be excited about today, and I'm certainly excited about, it, is the clientele that we get at our... Uh, oh. And our market is just something mm. to be hot. I know. Bueno. <laughs> so lovely. A lot of money. I'm yeah. actually thinking about moving out. I mean, of my folks' house soon, you know, off the back of these uh, sort of kickbacks. I don't know if that's the right word. That's but, a good point, actually. Um, <laughs> I always forget about my um, secondary income stream sometimes, but uh, this is a big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tax-free. Um, uh, but, oh, yeah. shit. Didn't say that. Sorry. But so we've got the clientele. So it's the, uh, we're, we're manning the Adani multinational yeah, fish we're, store. We're actually considering um, getting, you know, one of those like celebrity boards up the top of our stall just to show like who's coming in, you know, photos with them because we're getting some serious celebrities coming That's in. That's right. Mr. and Mrs. Barillaros, oh, you know, yep. Mr. Ayers, um, Mr. Perrette, you know, uh, and international guests as well. Um, Hugh Jackman when he's in town. Um, yeah people like this uh, actually you you maybe you weren't there but clive palmer actually was Did a he? um recent yeah yeah recent visitor um miss reinhardt we actually got um alan jones was a bit of a um confusing one i didn't realize he was a fish fan but uh he was a big <laughs> fan. and um daryl mcguire as well came past i love that guy yeah his partner at <laughs> yeah, the time yeah exactly <laughs> Um, we've got a text here on uh, 0409-945-945. Uh, my favourite fish is wild-caught ocean barramundi. Will I be able to get some at the seafood stall? That's from Ben in Warrabee. Uh, P.S. They also ask, how did a 32-year-old Mitch meet a 16-year-old Robbie to start this radio show? It's concerning without context. Um, that's a good question. We'll start with the first one. Um, wild-caught ocean barramundi. Absolutely, we have that on oh, offer. Oh, yeah. Truckloads. Um, we're yeah, we're yeah. inundated with the amount of fish that are just poured over us. A lot of barramundi um, first thing in the morning, 3 a.m. Bream, tuna, jewfish, leather jacket, it's all there. And um, basically, Mitch was my um, babysitter. Went up from 14 to 16, so that's how we met. Yeah. Um, he had musical talent. I liked it. We started you know, playing music together. I don't know. It blossomed from there. Yeah. Coming up, Irish dancing. Should we be concerned... High Speed Calm Air Tonight by M. L. Bach. 
Bjorch. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, actually. My name is Robbie. Bjork. With me in the studio is Mitch. Hey. Robbie's Modern Life is the name of the show. It's a pleasure to have your company. Now, young people discovering the old. Old people appreciating the new. The internet is a veritable petri dish of generational cross-pollination. Whether it's a 14-year-old girl finding Elvis for the first time or a 68-year-old welder appreciating Doja Cat's latest music video, discovering new realms of possibility online has never been easier. In part, this gradual shift is sharing and understanding has been aided by the comment sections of different websites. Mm. A common one that you might be aware of is YouTube. It's a popular video sharing platform on the web, and we both right. use it, Mitch, right? Yeah, we both use it. So it's like a site where you can you know, upload. I don't need to <laughs> describe it. Everyone knows you, know, you can watch videos on it, um, and you can comment on it, which is, I suppose, the uh, part in question in this segment. Um, you know, it brings people together in ways that previously we couldn't do just listening to records at home. Um, you get that globalization, everyone commenting together and understanding each other uh, through music. It's kind of beautiful. It's really beautiful. We've got old meets new. I've got new meets old. Now, we're going to start with uh, new meets old here and look at how a new person, younger generation, has found something of the old and is letting the audience know in the comments section about their discovery. And it's just such a beautiful thing. We just want to share with it share it all with you today. Uh, this is the old song in question today. There must be lights burning brighter So Fear is the Mind Killer 64 has written in the comments section of uh, this, If I Can Dream, live at the 1968 comeback special by Elvis Presley. I'm a 14-year-old girl, and I have never listened to Elvis in my life. I saw the movie two weeks ago, and I have never felt so in love with a man and his music. The amount of emotion I feel listening to him is real. I am now a true fan of Elvis, and I will be for the rest of my life. Yeah, can I just say, I concur, it's so beautiful, and to hear these young people getting into it, uh, you know, it's amazing. Uh, another one here, I'm just nine years old, but this is easily the best music I heard. I didn't know about Elvis and his life until the movie Please See It. He struggled with drugs and food for a long time, but still made the most beautiful music, and that's from Ratty Katie. Nine years old and appreciating and this. appreciating this. Wow. wow. Kind of genius, to be honest. You might have seen these sorts of comments. Would love to hear them on the text line if you have. 0409 945 945. But now it's time to flip the script and we're going to go into old meets new. The internet, it's a petri dish. Generational cross pollination is a very real. And sometimes old fogies meet the new scene. And this one is Five Yo Foreign, the Kid Leroy, Paris to Tokyo. Got a comment here from an old fogie uh, wanting to make it known that they are appreciating this new stuff. This one is Yuppie Screwball 90 saying, I'm 48, and while I still like listening to the old time legends like Tom Waits and Pearl Jam, I honestly can't speak highly enough of this kid's music. I work in a garage, and some of the young bucks can't believe that I love this stuff. But how can you not keep doing what you're doing, kid? You're making gold hits. 
Uh, from Drunk Tate 444 here, 70-year-old checking in here. Wow, 78. Don't worry, there are still some of us who know good new music when we hear it. And this is it. My wife poked her head out of the shower just to ask from down the hall what I was listening to when I put this on, and I said, the next musical legend. Australian, too. That is cool. There is still good music left to make, great stories left to tell. As a 66-year-old, I've seen my share of great bands, and I'll be honest, I thought music might have died with the Justin Timberlakes and the M&Ms, but this kid has restored my faith. So says Duck Duck. It's a cool username to have, actually. That sounds rare. Duck Duck. There's so many profiles out there to get one that's so clean like that. Yeah, true. Um, Now, this is not the only thing that can happen online, right? Commentators online often also like to share personal anecdotes of bereavement and how their experiences have led to a deeper connection with the music. So this one's from Taiko Tako uh, regarding Master of Puppets, uh, the track you're hearing now. My brother and I used to just rock to this song. Unfortunately, when he was 16, he got so stoned in the bath that he slipped under the water while holding my weed, which caused it to get all wet and ruined the batch. We haven't spoken since. Yeah. And uh, one here. I used to listen to this all the time with my Uncle John. He would visit from rural Kentucky and we would smoke spliffs. He's gone now and it makes me sad. He lives a bit too far away to visit, but I still smoke spliffs. Ken, 54, FYTY. That's some beautiful stuff. This is, isn't it? And nice to hear people uh, gaining a deeper, deeper connection to the music. You know, it really brings them back to that state of mind, I guess, when they first heard it. Yeah, absolutely. Old meets new, new meets old. The internet, it's an amazing place. And uh, it's been an amazing time hanging out with you, Mitch. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you for having me, Rob. Mitchell JC over here. My name is Robbie Armfield. Huge thank you as well to uh, our City Life correspondent and frequent contributor Sophie Gordon for jumping on the line and letting us know about uh, her favourite Sydney city gems. Oh, we've got to try them. I know. We've got to try them right after this, I think. And you'll be hearing about all our experiences with those next week, Monday, midday till 1pm is when we're going to be back here. You can listen back to this show on any podcast outlet you like. Robbie's Modern Life is the name of the show. We appreciate your time. Hope you're having a good one, good week, and uh, stick around for the lunch program right here on 94.5 FM. This is uh, Master of Puppets. Have a good one. Bye.